All right, Hallows, let's get howling. But first, a couple quick warnings. First warning, this podcast contains adult content. Don't be a pixie. Second warning, this podcast contains spoilers for the entire Red Rising saga, including Lightbringer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy, email howlerpod at gmail.com, visit us at howlerpod.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, our new YouTube channel. See our shining faces and guests. Uh, and on YouTube, you can comment questions and nice things. You can say accolades, five stars only, and uh, subscribe and rate and review us five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we'll stab you in the gut with a minotaur horn. Minotaur? Minotaur? Tar. Sure. Tar. Tar. <laughs> Tar tar. <laughs> and now, Howler Pod. Oh! We are outnumbered. They will compete against one another to get me. We are not them. We are a pride. We kill together. We work together. We survive together. They came for a hunt, but they forgot. Hick, Sun, Leone. Hello, Howlers! Welcome to Howler Pod, your podcast for all things Red Rising, where every episode we dive deep to break down, celebrate, and discuss all aspects of the fantastic Red Rising saga by Howler number one, Pierce Brown. Ow, ow! I am your host, Ben Reinert. I am joined today, as always, by the amazing Aaron Ayers. Hello, Howlers! And we've got a special guest here today as well. Whoa, where'd you come from? Miles Bensky is here today joining us. Hey, happy happy to be back and uh, chatting with you guys. And if you don't know Miles, his artwork is heavily featured on our YouTube channel, <laughs> also on our Instagram page. Miles has these sick discs if you play disc golf. You can buy those discs. You can buy these. This is the Sovereign. Ooh. Where can people find you, Miles? They're putters, right? On uh, social yeah. media. Usually M. Bensky Designs for Instagram and yeah, if you just Google Mbensky Designs, or go to my Instagram, you can see a link to my shop with Sweet. the discs yeah. and the, the, the prints. And Miles has also been doing our episode art for each week, so you'll see that today. Yeah. What was the inspiration for day, today's episode art? I don't think I've seen it yet. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, <laughs> do you know what you're going to draw? Yeah, I've already sketched it out. Okay. It is a... Uh, Definitely inspired by the Minotaur. Okay. Nice. Mars, 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 We got to stop that. <laughs> it's just too fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what are we doing today? Chapters 26 to 31 with special guest Miles. Miles is along for the whole ride today. If you show up in person, you get to be on the whole episode. <laughs> That's how it works. All right, let's load up this star shell and shoot straight into our chapter summaries. Hopefully we don't shit our suits. Chapter 26, Virginia, Labyrinth. Virginia is shook. Kavix fell to the Minotaur. She doesn't know if he's dead or alive. Holiday is prepping to drop the nucleus and they have to get Sophocles in the armored pack and Holiday lays down and puts a treat on her chest. That's cute. And then... The nucleus shudders and tilts. It's been compromised. They pull the drop, but then it's caught. The inside starts to heat up, and unarmored blues start to boil alive. It's pretty gross. 
Virginia and her lion guards manage to escape down a shaft, but it's a trap. The Minotaur is down the shaft. They shoot up and fight their way out, but there's uh, fighting in the corridors. Pew, 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 back and forth. Both sides lose soldiers, and most of the lion guard is injured. Virginia's team does a feint, and they catch Apple in a shield dome. The lions wrestle him down and try to trank him, but they miss, and then there's a lemon, and then he's just too strong. They can't hold him. Holiday gets a bad gut wound from Apple's horns. He gets shot in the cheek, loses a couple teeth, but he breaks free when a grenade goes off under the shield dome. Virginia then calls a retreat. Chapter 27, Virginia, a good death. After just escaping Apple's forces, Mustang declares they will head for the sanitation department and uh, Shawshank Redemption their way out of this place. Oh, what's that mean? They're going to crawl through shit. Oh. But first, they need to find some help. She takes them near the brig and despite Holiday's protests, sneaks her way in and has a conversation with one Valdir, the unshorn. After the Volk left with Valsung Fa, Valdir was convicted as a traitor to the Republic and has been a prisoner uh, ever since, but now his sovereign needs him. She plays on his love for Darrow and offers him and the other 63 Obsidian Braves their freedom or a good death. If they help her out of this pickle that she's in, uh, Valdir and his Braves agree and they employ some classic rat war tactics to clear a path to the sanitation chutes for Mustang and the remaining Lion Guard, only 11 Obsidians, including Valdir, survive the fight. The group heads down the sanitation chute with the society forces close behind. Ooh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 28, Lysander, War Engine. Lysander is taking a breather on his way to Sector 8. He's got a few holes in him from Virginia's Lion Guard, but is otherwise doing well. Diomedes has been doing well as well, <laughs> flooding a reactor, causing chaos behind Sector 6. Horatia has been taking heavy losses, but is also doing well. It seems to be going generally okay for their team. Ajax shows up with new men to attack the bulwark that they're waiting at, and he quickly breaks through. And everyone's cheering him on. He's like, the best of the best. He, there's never been anyone wow. better. Whoa. Ajax, he's a dick, but he's good at war. <laughs> Ajax then comes back. He compliments Drusilla, Demetrius, and Marcus. And Marcus says that Ajax, Ajax is the best closer we've ever seen, ever, even more than his mother. Wow. Mm. Compliments. Compliments, Big Goodman. Compliment. <laughs> Kyber uh, then shoots a Medicus in the head that was approaching Ajax. It was a suicide bomber. And then, then there's a weird like look between <laughs> the Praetorians that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Roan says they've got a problem. Victra isn't where she's supposed to be. And worse, Cicero isn't where he is supposed to be. Instead, he's chasing Virginia, even though Apple was to have Virginia. They hail Apple and Lysander tells them to both quit their pursuit because Julia is on her way. Lysander wants to pull everyone back, but Ajax suggests that he go cut off her head. Good luck with that, bro. Doesn't go well. <laughs> uh, he goes with 50 golds backing him and then Lysander turns and goes with his Praetorians to sector seven to meet up with Diomedes. Chapter 29, Virginia, pity them. Mustang, her remaining lion guard and former obsidian prisoners see their salvation fly past them as a counterattack has been launched from the hollows. 
to fend off the society forces chasing them. They were dead meat, but something spooked their pursuers, causing them to bail before they reached Mustang's group. Uh, they are swarmed by Medici as they arrive at the hollows and they're met by Screwface. He tells Mustang what saved her. It was Victra and Pegasus Legion. She was able to punch her way through the space battle and drop the Legion behind enemy lines. The rest of the fleet is putting up a hell of a fight under Char and Niobe's command. Screwface sees Valdir and offers him uh, a place in the Howlers. And Valdir's like, I'll do that. And uh, Mustang salutes her Lion Guard. She heads off for the command center. We still have a long way to go. Damn. Chapter 30. Lysander. Edge of Glory. Lady Gaga. <laughs> anyone? Are Did anyone else think, think that? I'm on the edge of glory. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, stop. Yeah. We'll get a copyright claim. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was too, too close to the... Too close to the original. <laughs> Lysander has made it to Diomedes. They share an apple. Then Lysander gets a report from Ajax, but it's not good news. Lysander watches the recording of Cicero's vanguard falling to Victra. He fell to her trap. There was a fake Victra fighting Cicero's men, while the real Victra and a man were waiting to ambush Ajax when he came out of a shaft. Lysander then watches the recording of Obsidian scalping the golds that Ajax had taken with him. And then he sees Ajax staggering as he's fighting off Victra and this man, quotes, <laughs> Victra cuts him apart and then takes off his head, stands on his body and roars. But who was that man? Oh, wait, it's not a man. It's Thraxa Ao Telemannus. Apple uh, wasn't there to help because he retreated like Lysander told him to, and he's like, I'm not going to waste my men on a Mercurian pixie, mm-hmm. Cicero. So now Apple is in Julia's dockyard citadel. Diomedes then says that now they must do this the slow way, and this feels like a big loss because Lysander lost Ajax and Glorastes for only a slice of the moon. Chapter 31, Virginia Detente. The battle for Phobos has turned into a war of attrition, one that Lysander is willing to win at all costs, no matter the number of men he loses. It's been 12 days from the initial assault, and the medical wing of Virginia's base is overflowing. She goes there to be with the injured soldiers to see the cost of war, and she never wants to alienate herself from the real people's lives that are being spent to protect Phobos. Holiday is there too. She's recovering from her injuries. Uh, She's not yet fit to serve, but she's almost as popular as Mustang. She refuses to stay in bed. Uh, The spirit of the troops is remarkably not broken, and it is the same with their faith in Darrow. It's not a question of whether he uh, will return. It is when he will return. Uh, Mustang is in awe of their faith and helps, uh, helps her keep her own strength and belief in the war effort. After she returns from the medical wing, Mustang is greeted by Niobe, whose eyes are filled with tears. <gasps> oh no, but it's a good thing. Victra has returned. She strides in looking like hell, but she is here, and she has Cicero on a leash and Ajax's head. The rest of them couldn't make it. Brutal. <laughs> what an ending. <laughs> How'd you feel about th- this week's chapters? This is my, yeah, this is definitely like my favorite section. 
and it just highlights that Victra is a badass. Yes. In every way. Miles is a long-standing Victra admirer. <laughs> so what's the theme for this week's chapters? Our theme for this week is loss. It is never easy. A quote from Diomedes. Yes, this is kind of like when they say the movie title in the movie. That's what we're doing today. <laughs> yes. Editor's note, Ben here. As you may have heard in the intro, that was not Nick. Uh, so Nick was not available for voice work this week. Long story short, we had a different recording schedule than our normal recording schedule. And uh, your boy totally forgot to send the quotes to Nick so that he could do the voice work. So I will be standing in for Nick uh, as punishment. So feel free to make fun of all my great quotes. Uh, I really put a lot of heart and soul into these. And you may hear some references to Nick in the episode. Uh, That's because we recorded it before we had the quotes from him. So um, sorry for the confusion. And Nick will be back on the next episode. So let's let Nick take away our first quote. It's from Mustang. I think of Kavax breaking in the Minotaur's armored hands and want to scream as Holiday arranges to drop the nucleus. Numb, I scan the displays, hoping to see evidence Victor is alive, that she's faring well in her battle on the pole. This is at the very start of these chapters, and here we've got Mustang possibly considering the loss of Kavax. Yes. And... And Victra at this point. She doesn't know. Yeah. It's what's not going, going well. All. Yes. So Loss. not only it's is she dealing easy. with that. <laughs> <laughs> not only is she dealing with that, but she's just like had this extremely intense strategy trying to figure out fighting Lysander for five hours straight over the moon of Phobos. And she just lost that battle basically. And now she's trying to escape, dealing also with possibly the loss of her father figure miles did you ever think cavix was dead i thought yeah i well i thought we were losing him i didn't think maybe he was dead quite yet but like yeah i was definitely worried for everyone involved during these (laughs) chapters that's why it was so intense and yeah so like this is like mustang when she's you know she's trying to eke out every second she can to try to save lives outside knowing that she's costing lives on the inside and trying to figure out when she has to finally bail. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I think her trying to do the calculus all in like real time <laughs> while she's like trying to figure that out is, is yeah, incredible. Yep. Uh, and there's that, uh, just like that moment that hits so hard when they have to leave Oro because he's like melted. His, his arms slap <laughs> off. And then Holiday like so puts gross. the skin down. And then she's like looking at the skin on the ground. Mustang so you didn't is. draw a pile of skin. <laughs> no, no. Okay. could have. Better moment that I thought about was the trying for them to get Sophocles into the pack. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. And like I was worried about Sophocles too. You know, yeah. Being an animal yeah. lover. And so like that moment where Holiday just comes in and does what she needs to do to like calm like that was awesome but yeah i was totally worried and obviously like everyone's flipping out and he's like get the box into yes the yeah that's very intense yes so yeah, yeah we I mean, wouldn't want a fox catching on fire we'd we'd cancel pierce right. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, cause, like, you know, you see people with their, I was trying to imagine, like, what that pack actually, like, looks like, and I can't quite get there. Yeah, you see people with the one with the dome where, like, the Pomeranians yeah, totally. looking out. But it's also armored, I caught this on, on this yeah, reread. Yeah, it's, it's also mar- armored, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's packed in. <laughs> I, I bet there's, like, little air holes or something. But, yeah, do you think he can see out? Or do you think no, I think it's, like, dark. Yeah, okay. yeah. I love that Mustang gives him a little thought during the fight with Apollonius, and she's like, oh, poor son. Poor fight. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, around, yeah. Like, bouncing around and not knowing what's going on. And, I mean, it's good that he does survive. Like, there's plenty of times where there's things that, like, cut through armor. Yeah. You know, and uh, he makes it out, so. Yes. Or, like, People being vaporized, like right. Yeah, the they, a leg flying down <laughs> right, the corridor. Totally. Yeah, so a lot of characters dealing with loss this week. Obviously, Mustang on a, on a couple different fronts. Not yeah. only the battle, but personally as well. I, so. I definitely thought Cavix was dead. Really? I was just. I I'm just ready for everyone to die. I mean, it was set up like he was going to die for sure. Yeah. Um, like when he's walking off and like Sophocles howling and that kind of stuff. So. And this is still like pretty early in the yeah, book yeah so you're still thinking about dark age and how yes. many people yeah <laughs> so like why wouldn't he be one? Yeah. Like, right so like no you i definitely thought he was gone and that was just like the first like domino right yeah so yeah uh and then our next character dealing with loss let's let let uh nick take this one away this is our old friend valdir oh dear marga is dead gold the free legions are dead Steffi is dead. My heart is dead. I am dead. I am dead. <laughs> is Steffi his heart? I or... think uh, Freehild is who he's talking oh, about yeah. there. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Because I couldn't. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. everyone's dead. She said because like Mustang says like he was kind of pissed at Darrow for like yeah forcing a uh, you know connection or whatever mm-hmm. with Seffi with Seffi then I was like but no you're totally right yeah, yeah. free healed yes yeah, so he's kind of like I mean he's lost everything at, and, at this and point. he's been in jail and is he's like purely my life is pointless like I don't give a shit at all and then Mustang is able to like put this carrot out in front of him and motivate him again like here's and, some glory no and Darrow is alive oh, and, like right. you still have a chance to impress him and he can and you can be redeemed you can redeem yourself right now and so it's this character that's like completely he's there's this whole invasion going on around him and he's literally just like laying on a cell yeah bench with his hands behind his head just like chilling and he's just waiting to die and i just thought that was great that he can have this conversation he's like all right I'm in. Like, yeah, Let's give, <laughs> give yes, me a I weapon. would like to go brutally murder some people. Yeah. If, you, if I must. I've been bored in this cell. <laughs> so who else has loss? Yes. And uh, so Lysander also experiencing some loss here uh, in two separate ways. He lost Ajax. We've got this great quote from Diomedes. That is our quote today or what we're basing our theme on. Uh, so we'll let Nick take that away. The edge of glory cuts both ways. Condolences. He was gifted. Loss. It is never easy. This one actually hits Lysander, it seems like, emotionally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Ajax. Yeah. For, it's, he's like a brother figure. Mm-hmm. But and it all, Ajax like, threw in his hat with him, you know. And it, 
the interesting thing I took away from it though, is it still seems like Glorastes actually still hits him harder than, than Ajax. Well, now he's thinking it was all for nothing. Like Mm -hmm. if he'd like gotten the moon without losing Ajax too, I mean, it, it like piled up. He's, his adrenaline's waned, and now he's like, "Shit, I threw it all away." Right. He feels like he took his shot, and it like didn't pan out. Right. And that's what our second quote is um, speaking to for sure. So we'll let Nick take that one away now as well. Not a loss. This was supposed to be our staging ground for an iron rain next month. The ships, the money, the lives. That moment in Rome, Ajax, Ajax choosing me, dying for me. I shudder in horror. Glorastes, all that for a slice of moon and a grind? If that's not a loss, what do you call it? The old soldier frowns. War, Dominus. War, Dominus. (laughs) (laughs) I actually love that uh, response from Roan. Yeah. War. War, Dominus. Dominus. Like, you pixie bitch. Right, yeah. Nothing, like, nothing's ever going to go like, the way. You pixie. Like, yeah. yeah what, do you, what did you expect? Or like, what do you know of war, you know? Yeah. I also love that he's lamenting the moment in Rome. Like, his... The glory. He's like, oh, my speech. My whole speech got ruined. <laughs> <laughs> so it like, reminded me, like, you know, if you're watching, like, a sporting event, and there's something that actually... Something amazing happens, and it gets called back for maybe a, an offside. Or, oh yeah, you're talking or, about or your, te- or your team loses, and you're like, oh, like no one's gonna remember like yes. this amazing play, right? Yeah. That's like how I felt. And like the bad refs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna remember. Yeah, Lysander feeling like this is a loss. I forgot about this moment because what I remember is he actually takes the moon. Yeah, but it's not the victory that he wanted it wasn't like crushing a a big blow he had to compromise yeah it's interesting how both sides kind of like feel like they lost you know yeah i mean obviously the society comes out ahead but at the end of the day it's like lysander wanted to make a statement in a certain type of way and he couldn't so he's frustrated about that and he's dealing with the loss of ajax at the same time like what is we still don't know what atalante is gonna really feel about that yet so we'll we'll get into that in later and now he doesn't have ajax with him to contend with atalantia which would have been helpful yes right doesn't he like mention that specifically like yeah now like yeah we're in this bad position and atlantia could come at any point (laughs) yeah i think yeah yeah Yeah, i think ajax mentions it and he's like afraid yeah yeah because creepy auntie mommy (laughs) figure just hanging out like with a giant force at the yeah, same time. Right. So, yeah, she could literally... And with all the issues with technology and the solar system, it seems like she could probably show up, like, pretty close yeah. Yeah. and just be there with without well, without much warning. So, And then our last quote here comes from Mustang as well. And it's just, like, this beautiful moment where she is in the medical wing, you know, experiencing the loss of her soldiers. And I love that she takes that time to do that and like specifically you know states that she doesn't want to lose like that fact that these are real people that are putting their lives on the line and that's like the difference between you know our good guys and our bad guys right so she has this wonderful uh speech when she's holding uh, a soldier's hand as he dies 
and uh, we'll let Nick take that away. When they die holding my hand, when they whisper Darrow's name, when they say they will find peace in the veil, I break a little more, and each time I find that in the breaking, I grow stronger, more desperate to protect this beautiful idea my husband has awoken that I have helped prosper. They do not crave freedom for themselves. They crave freedom for others, for those yet unborn, and that I find a dignity greater than any gold virtue. Mm, I love it. I love that she's like experiencing this loss, and then the but the takeaway is like the faith that these people have and how much they actually believe in this cause. And she comes away stronger from it instead of like down about the entire situation. Yes. So in that way, like she's dealing with loss, but she's using it to fuel her fire forward. And just like, it makes her more convicted and in her beliefs in the first place and like what they're fighting for, which is really cool. And there's that point where she's, kind of having to convince herself that she is different than mm-hmm. Lysander, right? Mm-hmm. And it's actually like, when I was reading that, I thought she was going to, because she's kind of getting down on herself. I thought she was going to be like, am I question if she's really that different? But she does like specifically call out like, no, this is what makes me different. And this is what makes me different than my dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah. or her brother, right. Or her brother. And so I think, yeah, it is a, a good moment for her to kind of like rebuild and try to figure out like, get herself recentered mm-hmm. so that she can move on and try to make the right decisions. Right? Mm-hmm. Love it. We love Mustang. Uh, let's break here for our commercial. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Aaron. Nice hey. shirt. Oh, sh- you too. I got this shirt recently. Uh, I went to Cassius Albalona's Razor Master course. Is that what that says? Steel, sharpened steel. Mm. 755 PCE. It's on the back, too. Check that out. Show us. Turn around. Wow. Wow. And then I have... What's yours say? I have Telemannus Jelly Bean Co. Mm. 745 PCE. Also on the back. Where'd you where'd you get your shirt? I went to Witchy Tees Co. on Etsy. Shit, me too. Our friend Amanda runs a wonderful shop called Witchy Tees Co. That's Witchy Tees Co. on Etsy. You can uh, find the name in our description. Amanda sent us these shirts, and you can get your own shirts thirty percent off with code HowlerPod. Wow. 30%. Not, only, not only can they get these shirts, but many other designs many as other well. Design. And Amanda currently has a lot of cute holiday designs. Not T. Nakamura, but like the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's other Red Rising themed shirts. And then also just general reading shirts. Yes. and uh, Lots of fun shirts. Some witchy shirts. Do you like a fun shirt? Go I, to wi- Witchy Tees Code <laughs> on Etsy. On Etsy. And they're also soft. Mm, um, very comfortable. Yes. Yes. I'm wearing a large because uh, it's comfy, but and if you don't, standard sizes. If you don't want a t-shirt, you can put it on a coffee cup. Yes. There's coffee cups. There's some, some cats featured. We like cats. <laughs> Witchy. Yes. There's a Bone Riders mug if you're a trader. <laughs> you know? Mickey's... Uh, What's this one? I like this one a lot. Mickey Salon and Spa. Is that one new? 
I missed that one. I think I'll buy that. Can I use code HowlerPod? You can. At Witchy Cheese Co. on Etsy. 30% off HowlerPod. Thanks, Amanda. Bye. And now we're back. Our next segment, no Cassius today, unfortunately. It's been like three weeks. I know. What the what the cuss? What the well, there really wasn't a whole lot of funny stuff this time around. I think Valdir <laughs> takes the cake for funniest. Sure, but in like a broody, darrowy way. Drama king way. There's also the point where then when they're safe and there's the obsidians like oh, yeah. getting clean with Sophocles like <laughs> prancing around and I'm like in the water yeah yeah, yeah. Spring, like, I, th- I thought that was pretty awesome <laughs> that is nice. i loved it so there's fun moments just no cassie um uh, all right let's move on to the prime five five of our favorite insights and observations from this week's chapters okay so our first item on the prime five list i just want to talk about all the labyrinth madness the corridor fighting i mean it's my favorite we can talk about the chase we can talk about the ghost cloaks yeah the rat war tactics the drones where you guys want to start armenius becoming a leg rolling down the <laughs> and he liked garments <laughs> damn it oh, yeah. he's, he's gonna have a clothing line <laughs> she was gonna back him and, and he didn't know she was gonna surprise him he just... it's not funny no. why are you laughing <laughs> it's hilarious poor armenius it was like such a great little detail it's like out of nowhere right yeah so, yeah I mean, it just shows like each of these lying guards, they're not just like faceless soldiers. Totally. Like she's close to each of them in a different way. Yeah. Yes. And that, yeah, that was a great like insight on Mustang as a person for sure, as a character, just like how much she cares about the men that she serves with. But at the same time, I like Labyrinth, the chapter, chapter 26. I mean, I, I think that might be my favorite chapter in the whole I book. I love it. Yeah. It's it was the one that I like remembered the most after my first read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- yeah, I think last time I was here, I I settled on this being my favorite, and for a number of reasons, like it is like you're reading the screenplay, right? Like you could <laughs> yes. imagine all the montages and everything. Like I want to live in a world <laughs> where we have a show so we can see we, we will soon i hope we'll see darrow doing the overlay explaining like what happened in the rat war while uh-huh. we're seeing an actual montage of valdir like yeah going in and like just <laughs> m- messing people up right like you can see that like that's an like yes. you want to be able to like actually see that on the screen mm-hmm. and so that was awesome we also then have like the moment that like this is when ben's like texting me because <laughs> As he's reading, he knows I've already read it, and he's like so stressed from like. I know. Well, I kept being like, "Who's gonna save Mustang?" I I had no idea it was Valdir. Pacing, pacing, reading, and just. I kept being like, "We don't know where Darrow is. What if he shows up?" Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, I was like, I thought Darrow was gonna show up like any second. I was like, he's got to. Someone has to show up, or not? Like, yeah, or she's gonna die. Yes, (laughs) right. Or be taken prisoner again, which yeah, she you know with Abominadris got out of that situation so and then there's that great fight with apple that's just like i think that's why it's my favorite too i love the corridor fighting and the like suspense but then virginia and apple are like my favorites and Mm -hmm. them going head to head was was and we get a shield and neither of them died it's like a little preview (laughs) of the fight with did that not remind you of the incredibles the the bad guy the like nerdy kid who like zaps the superheroes you know and they can't Mm -hmm. move yep Mm -hmm. yep except they could move inside (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean the corridor fine is 
and just like yeah pierce is riding through this whole entire section is so like the pacing is amazing mm-hmm. and it's easy to follow it's like easy to understand yeah. what's going on and, and it's fun to reread because yeah. you do get more like it's not like i got all of it the totally. first time mm-hmm. yeah yeah yes and then the more we find about the about the rat war it's just freaking gnarly it's like yeah you can't even listen to like the details of this without feeling sick so you can just imagine like darrow ruined her meal (laughs) (laughs) which that's happened to me if we're like watching a documentary and i'm like oh eating chicken don't want to watch this But at the same time, like it totally like the strategy makes sense, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, yeah, that that seems like that would be what you would want to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like scare people, yeah. Yeah. Just like totally mess with them like me- mentally so that you can just break them and then take advantage of that situation. Yeah. yeah. So and this then, this labyrinth I would say is probably what, like a quarter of what the rat war was? Or an eighth. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, not even close, I'm sure. Yeah. Or yeah. you're probably not in the tunnels as long, so yeah. not as maddening and then just one shout out to the audiobook again like i mean apple's lines in this chapter you. <laughs> it's just uh, when the drone comes yeah. up <laughs> it's just it's and then so she good. draws her razor. i know we've talked like, about that before, but i want to i want to shout that out again because it's so good like the weekend we hung out at hallercon <laughs> the, we said that those two lines over and over and over the whole weekend That's so good so good <laughs> found you <laughs> all right aaron what's next on our list okay more praetorian shadiness mm. so miles we've been talking about now that we know that they're uh turncoats Pierce left tons of breadcrumbs mm-hmm. along the way. So there's even more in this uh, set of chapters. When Kyber shoots the yellow, they then give a like knowing look or a weird yeah, look. Like a, it says there's a strange glance between like, exchanged the, between Kyber and the other Praetorians. Yeah. yeah. So like, is Kyber in on it? Because I thought Kyber was Lysander's. She is. You know, like, and we were saying maybe she's got one of the psyche. Mm. Maybe. There's some theories out there about Kyber having a psych. Like Lyria had. Yeah. Anyways, that doesn't matter to this point. But so does that mean Kyber knew that they they were trying to kill Ajax? It just seems like there's some estrangement between that group of Praetorians and, and Kyber. And Kyber. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I'm not sure exactly what was going on in that scenario. And I'm not sure if we're supposed to know. And does this show more? It just shows you like, like, not everything's okay. How did Kyber know? Kyber says gut, but maybe maybe it is a heightened sense, you know? But it's also like, they said 13 to Ajax earlier. And then Kyber says 13. 13. And so they're like looking at each other strange. Like maybe they don't think Kyber's like real 13, (laughs) you know? (laughs) You're like 12 and a half. (laughs) That's kind of what I, that was my interpretation of it. Like, you don't think it's anything more than that? Or maybe. Well, because Kyber is not part of their. Right. But maybe uh, Marcus and all them. What if Kyber suspects them? Yes. That's another thing. And they're like, they're like, oh, how did they know? Yeah. Like, were they trying to kill Ajax? That's what I, my question was. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure what their motivation to kill Ajax would be, but I, I well, think if it, Fear wanted Ajax yeah. dead for turning on Atalantia, it's a good yeah yeah yeah. I like that theory. 
and then they also just aren't very nice to Diomedes. You can't sit with us, Diomedes. <laughs> Diomedes, though, has dust walkers, which I'm pretty sure are better <laughs> fighters than Praetorius. <laughs> I don't know if we've had that matchup. <laughs> they wouldn't say hi to him. Sure. It's rude. They wouldn't even give him a nod. Yeah. Just do because you, they do don't like... Do you feel bad for Diomedes? Well, I, I love Diomedes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyone throwing shade towards him? Yeah. Not your friend. Yeah, yeah. Not my friend. And of so. course, they're doing this because they don't like Moonies, which is a hint for us for later on in the book when they don't want to be, you know, allies with Moonies. Mm-hmm. Even though Fear was a raw? Well, he's not really a raw. I know. Yeah. He's, he's his own thing. He's like yeah. anti-raw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're just, I mean, there, it's showing up every week, Praetorian shadiness. So. It's showing up more than funny Cassius moments. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about to get a lot of funny Cassius. Yes, you're right. You're up. right. So, all right. I made this third one because I've just kind of noticed this thread throughout the last few uh, sets of chapters that we read. And there's just building religious references throughout the chapters all throughout part two. So um, we've had like Lycos as kind of a holy land with people making a pilgrimage there. We've also had re- religious zealots suicide bombing in the name of Lysander. Uh, and then we, the, and then in this set of chapters, we've had like the faith that these soldiers have. It's almost like a borderline, like Darrow is Jesus type faith. Oh, yeah. You know? And so what I'm getting at here is just like, it seems like some of these religious ideas are being threaded throughout the book and these chapters especially. And I'm wondering if that's kind of a setup for Red God where there's going to be like some kind of maybe full-on religious moment or because we're going to have Daryl show up basically and it's going to be like Daryl's back from the dead and he's going to have his like Jesus moment. So I'm just wondering like how that's going to play into Red God and what you guys thought think about that and whether we're going to get like some full on kind of like a religious movement or something like that. I don't know if Pierce is going to go full religious movement. I mean, I hope he doesn't go too far into it. Cause did you watch like the leftovers or they, yeah, it's like after two seasons and they had a whole season about like a culty religious movement. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, I don't know. I felt like it derailed that story. I think, Red God to me, I don't know. It's I'm thinking it more as like heavy metal, <laughs> not like spiritual. Yeah, you know, like God of War. Yeah, but Virginia does mention like they have so much faith in Darrow, and he is a symbol. The Reaper is a symbol, and then Lysander is also a symbol mm-hmm. uh, for his side. They're like chanting his chant and stuff when ajax takes the blockade they are chanting like lysander's chant so i think it it is interesting to see the the two opposing mm-hmm. zealots yeah i didn't really catch too much like as much about that but you're you're right when you just think about like the faith mm-hmm and just Mustang's like realization about how strong that faith is, especially like people who should ha- maybe have the least amount of faith, like the ones who are like about to go. <laughs> yeah. She finds are the ones who are the most like convicted, convicted, yeah. And, yeah, and like, and feel the most like positive, like, faith towards mm-hmm. Darrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd be curious. I mean, I try to think of like 
other books and how the impact of like religions and like Game of Thrones has that too. And oh yeah, <laughs> that whole and so, <laughs> season like, was derailed. Yeah, yeah. And, they, yeah. and so like, yeah, I hope it doesn't go like too heavy, but it, I think it is interesting and just to see how that movement builds. I can mm-hmm. I, I could totally see that being something that becomes a prevalent force in yeah either in the book or just like the future right yeah and i'm thinking it plays more into maybe the end of the story but but yeah it was just something i was curious about and something that i noticed like there's a lot more religious talk especially in this part two that we've been going through and just it's been popping up with like mentions of religion and faith and uh on both sides so and you um, have the, the book right yeah so, and then, then, it, then the title of the book i think right. plays into that so yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron, you want to take the next one? Yes. Victra and Thraxa versus Ajax. So we have to address the haters. Have you heard all the haters? No. There's all like people of them. mad that Victra killed Ajax. Or people they're were... Mad that it that happened, was, they're saying like Victra wouldn't be good enough to kill well, Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That's all that we That's need to say. We We've addressed the haters. We addressed the haters. <laughs> Reading it again, too, and like knowing that people were concerned that that wasn't as likely. It's like they the, Pierce explains that it was a whole setup that they thought Victor was like fighting Sister's men, but her armor was not mm-hmm. her. And then they ambushed Ajax and his golds with obsidians, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she brought heavy metal and women two on one too yeah that's the thing i mean maybe yeah probably one-on-one there would be a little bit but like yeah. it is two-on-one it's like <laughs> yeah. the is dope too so like yeah, yeah i'm yeah. not i i didn't realize like oh that's impossible i know like never no. thought that so that's like that's actually like crazy to me <laughs> i just don't get the desire to like make victra less cool and yeah. think like she couldn't kill ajax is like yeah no that can't happen it's like why? Right. <laughs> also, it did. <laughs> like, Victoria has been preparing, like we've been saying, since her baby died to fuck some people up. Yes. And then... Um, She's been training Ajax hardcore. also has been, like, winning all day, and I feel like he's in, like, a nothing-can-hurt-me mode. Yeah. So he's kind of, like, caught off guard yeah. by this, too. Yeah. And um, there's also, like, hurt... I mean, training back from, like, you know, from the jackal, like... Yeah. She's trained and she's trained for years. She's yeah. badass. She's yeah. huge. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She I, could kick all of our asses <laughs> right. together. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm, Not that's that we curious. would I, 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 like literally never even heard of that as like an issue. Like, I thought when I saw that, I thought you were saying that people were mad because it was kind of like off. Well, off I did want to talk about that as well. I was like, is this a missed opportunity because it's for us as reader? Because it's kind of like, we're just watching kind of a cliff notes version of what happened instead of getting a full kind of blow by blow. I mean, I think it's true to the style of the books in terms mm-hmm. of like, there's only certain POVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, I would love to read that one-on-one fight. Right. But yeah, I think, I mean, it fits the story with what it is. I, I was trying to think about it today. Just like, could this have been like, could have Lysander have been standing nearby and like been narrating it but then it's like you would have to be involved yeah. at some point, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you really can't do it any yeah. other way unless no, I, you just I create it, a POV. I thought it was explained perfectly well. And I, I think it right. just, 
like that image of her like holding his head and like roaring, roaring yeah. on his that's chest, enough like, yeah that's cool like, yeah. i don't need more than that yeah. right yeah that's the moment we want yeah that and that's a really good point i was hey, just thinking maybe like, you should draw that so yeah so i mean i i, I drew <laughs> maybe some inaccuracies but like i had the i had the vision of them doing the two against one right and yeah like, and, and cutting off his head so i, I kind of got that I, still, I need to get back to that a little bit but after reading it's like well i kind of want to like go back and just draw her like <laughs> with the head. head and like roaring like are you gonna have seems... to put like a disclaimer like yeah, that's, a, that's the thing i kind of like i got into like doing those scenes but i was like yeah first you have to have spoilers which yeah. i think now we're probably past getting close close yeah. past that but then they are pretty violent so then i was like yeah. i don't want to just like have like <laughs> a guy's head being shot like up, like, like dripping up. right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's sensitive content warning. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to put down every single thing. So I, like, I, I actually don't know the best way to like posting on social post. media is just so complicated yeah. nowadays. I know. So like, even if I drew it, I'd probably just like share with you guys. And then nice. I share. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Well, we would love to see that. So. <laughs> okay, Ben. I don't know what this last one's about, and I'm. I don't like. I think you're gonna like it. Yeah, it's good. The conspiracy corner. Step into my conspiracy corner and let's talk about holiday. See, <laughs> why do you say it's good? It's always bad with no, him. No, I'm not. I'm actually I'm fucking with you now. I think like okay, I think this puts it to rest. Yes, right? I do think this puts it to rest. Okay, yes. how do you know what he's talking about? Because <laughs> well, I wanted, I was like, as I was reading, I was like, we have to talk about conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. So as oh, soon as I saw that, I was like, jabbing the the well, death, that was something I said in the interaction. Yeah, I was I was also kind of being. You know, he was like, "Of course, she had a lemon. Right. Like she it. killed her, the other lion on accident." Right. I was being a little mischievous <laughs> with that, uh, but here I would say, like, right, Holiday has had like uber amount of opportunities to like kill Mustang if she wanted to, or take her prisoner, or do anything, and she's done nothing but pretty much be loyal. You know, that what do you mean, time. pretty much? I mean, I mean, <laughs> not pretty much. She's done, been nothing but been loyal and watched her back and fought for her she even like directly like apo- like apologized or, or yeah. like for the the, the she's red, ready to sacrifice right. her life she's like, like we red messed- wedding yeah, <laughs> i wanted to say red wedding too but like she's like we messed like we didn't like do what we needed to do ben to and then ready us. to die right yeah yeah and so like as soon as i read that i was like there's no way this <laughs> yeah. has to be done we have to be it would be past- way past yeah. yeah it would be way past any kind of like true so i will give up my holiday conspiracy finally (laughs) you hadn't yet no i had (laughs) but i was also hanging on to it just in case case. i was right so then you can say haha i told you so actually putting it to bed so when it does happen now he'll have to then read (laughs) yeah (laughs) edit this out (laughs) (laughs) watch the internet i think she's pretty solid like i said she's had so many opportunities to fuck shit up for the Republicans. she just has at this point it. too who would she even be working for right i mean i think the only option would <laughs> be you know the only option would have been like the fear night i think because she was involved with all the praetorians mm-hmm. and sure uh legion 13. 13 yeah so yeah that is true the 13 was like it's the only legion over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> when, when are they gonna like age out you know how old are these people <laughs> okay, that was our prime five. Yes, I'm sad you didn't mention Niobe kissing Mustang on the mouth. I did in my 
Or no, I didn't in my... I was going to say, I thought I put that in my chapter summary, but I didn't. No, but that was a good... Mustang, yeah. So Mustang got Victor spinning around. Now she got mm. Naomi kissing her on the mouth. I'm like, I like these celebrations. Yeah, very sweet. I would like to participate. All right. Now that we finished our Prime 5, it's time to name our Primus of the Week, where we choose the one character who conquered our proctors of plot and rose above the rest. Our Primus of the Week is... Miles, you can say it. Victor, of course. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't think she can kill Ajax, screw you. <laughs> he said it. And Miles has drawn Victor more than any other character, right? Yeah. I think I'm like 12 or 13 <laughs> times. I've and, and now that's how everyone sees Victor as your drawings. Oh, I, yeah, that's how I picture her for sure yeah yes i mean she has a great week she saves mustang she kills ajax she captures cicero puts him on a leash i mean that's just and the, the lines yes like the has, great lines she has the don't pity me right yeah yeah and she has like pity she has the pity them yeah, pity them. yeah. and then also the rest of him couldn't make it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes so <laughs> her and several belong together and sure. sadly like the last we get of her in this book pretty much i mean like yeah. of consequence yeah. anyway oh, yeah. so yeah it's just we don't even see her like on camera yeah we're gonna need i'm gonna need a lot you know? more i mean to me that's the biggest controversy i know and i mean <laughs> fine i mean i'm glad she survived because i thought yeah. she wasn't gonna make it so for her to make it is amazing but like mm-hmm. that was the thing at the end i was like man i really want that's i victory. if there's one like major me complaint too. with the book it's that i think it's like not enough extra but she does get great moments when she is there. Yeah. She probably has the best lines in the book. So, like, at least he gave her those, like, extremely standout moments when she is there. And in Pierce's, like, interviews, it seems like yeah. he acknowledges this, right? Yeah. Because, like, like, she did get the best lines. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and I think, like, Victor is one of his favorite characters for sure. So, like, I'm not worried about that. Like, her, she's going to be a big part of Red Cod right, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. So. I hope so. Maybe yeah. she's gold god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, should we hit up the Howler mailbag? Hit him up. <laughs> Jen sent me two emails about Valdir being... Emo boy. Emo boy. Yes. And they're both... We agree. Just hilarious. The emo edgelord. I'm going to throw up this meme that she sent me okay. uh, on the YouTube as well because it's hilarious. She says, my heart is dead. I am dead. I can't take him quite as seriously as a killing machine. Jen goes on to say, I got super stoned after coming home from work, uh, working in overnight when I sent the Valdir on a train luggage rack email. <laughs> that probably wasn't very coherent. She said, only uh, slightly less stoned now. Are you supposed now. to read that part? <laughs> yeah. She said, it's legal here. It's fine. <laughs> I stand by what I said, though. Uh, I rolled my eyes when I, I read Valdir's little I am dead monologue and rolled them again hearing it <laughs> my in heart. Tier G- TGR's voice such an emo teen monologue melodrama seems like something that would be absent in an obsidian culture or perhaps it's the most prevalent thing in their culture the way sarcasm isn't and uh, Valdir does have pretty much all the reasons to pout she had some thoughts on holiday as well there's definitely moments throughout the books that could be read as very suspicious involving holiday but even if She's buried that deep cover. What's she waiting for? The Republic is reeling, barely holding it together. Assassinating Mustang pretty much any time, but especially after Darrow escaped and Wolfgar got killed would be effective. Especially after Mercury, 
Surely any gold controller would have instructed her to off Mustang by now. But me, I'm Team Holiday, absolute back, badass. Nakamura is loyal to the bone right up to the day Pierce breaks our hearts about it, makes me cry, and I won't believe it until it <laughs> happens. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, Jen's still holding out. <laughs> and then uh, she ends the email with, I love that Victra, our new right hand of wrath, gets to whoop ass on Ajax. That guy just said I'm better than Mommy Asia. I'll grimace and brings Cicero in on a leash. Victra Invictus, Victra Invictus, Victra Invictus. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Jen. Thank you for sending Thanks, in your Jen email. G. We've also got an email from our friend Daniel. Nice. Daniel's back. Thanks, Daniel. Um, Daniel, I well, have Well, Daniel's been... been writing in, but it's yes. like the day after we record. <laughs> so we've missed a few. And he's been sending me in emails about his friend's journey reading Dark Age and Iron Gold. And it's been extremely fun to read, Daniel. So I'm, I'm appreciating those as well. I'm sorry I mean to write you back, but I forgot. This is your writing back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. He, uh, Daniel says, Virginia and her pride running, killing, and being killed was fantastically tense. There's a line about them hiding in a kitchen that was terrifying. All I could think was the raptors from Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> they say it's like the dread is the worst part. <laughs> uh, Victra killing Ajax didn't surprise me at all. Thank um, you. Of course, Julia is beast enough for the kill. I'm guessing some forgot she's a howler. And uh, remember that she ripped her own ear off in front of Valyria. Peerless shit let alone having her son die. I can't even imagine the rage. Let's see. Uh, finally, on a serious note, Mustang going to the wards every night to comfort the dying was soul-stirring stuff. Sure, it's expected of her station, but that's not the point. Holding their hands as they die, hearing the Reaper's name on their last breath, it's exactly what the saga has needed, faith. Faith so strong that they would rather die for the chance of freedom for younger generations than to live on their knees as slaves. Semper Fortis, indeed. He said, we got to give Holiday the Primus. Lost her legs oh. to Alice and now gored by the Minotaur helm and still going. The Grey is just that boss bitch. And another timeline where she is, in, she is carved instead, the war would have ended five years prior. Too bad she's a fucking traitor. <laughs> 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 he said, laugh out loud. Can you imagine if she was after all this? I think she might be a side ruler, maybe along with Diomedes in the end. Too many foreshadowing moments pointing towards her being a politico. Don't know how that would work, but Sparta had a two-king system. Uh, down with the Roman aesthetics and in with the Greek. That's wow. an interesting, interesting thought as well. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see Holiday. And there's that point where she's like, Holiday is like almost as popular, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. just putting them, putting her in next to... Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. That's a good call, Daniel. We'll have to put a pin in that one up on the board. You can't backtrack. You said she's not a traitor. No, I'm saying put a pin in that she's going to be... In charge at the end. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've got a couple of voicemails. Just reminding you. I get credit for Holiday being loyal the entire time you as do. well. <laughs> I also get credit if she's a traitor. <laughs> how this works. <laughs> when do I get credit? This is how conspiracy <laughs> <Yeah>. works. <laughs> you obviously don't understand computers, conspiracy corner. <laughs> Jeez, I get credit because this whole time I've always been on holiday side. I've no never, I, ever doubted her. No idea what you're talking about. All right, let's listen to this voicemail. 
Hey guys, fellow Howler Stu here. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for this podcast. I had a kid about a year and a half ago, and I'm finally about to get to Lightbringer. And I didn't know how to catch up on all the previous books because I've obviously read them before, but can't remember anything now that my brain is child mush. Uh, and your podcast has been an absolute wonderful experience me to go back and remember what the hell is going on before I dive into another what I imagine will be both painful yet beautiful experience reading the next book. Uh, lastly, I, I truly appreciate two nerds getting together and creating something like you've done. I'm a nerd myself. One of my big fandom things is Survivor. I run a Survivor game in Canada and we always look for pairs of people to come and play. And if you two for whatever reason, feel like coming on an adventure and coming to uh, cottage country in Ontario, Canada, uh, check out SurvivorLakeOfBays.com. We'd love to have you. Basically, a bunch of pairs, all strangers, go in, play four days of the actual game, just like on a TV show. Search for idols, vote out people, do what you got to do. And yeah, I think it'd be amazing to have you. I run it with a fellow howler of mine, Ben. And yeah, it would be amazing. If Survivor's not your thing, you just keep podcasting and that will make me just as happy. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Stu, I hope you're not listening to this without reading Lightbringer first. Yes. First Spoilers. Of all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we appreciate when you whenever you get to this podcast, we appreciate yes. that. Those kind also, words. I have to say, I don't like sleeping outside. And also, if we were in some kind of competition together, Aaron would kill me. <laughs> for, you, for bringing her on or just you'd, you'd, you You would do she, better than I would. She would just get annoyed with me, I feel like. But I think and he's saying you would just, first chance you had. I would kill him. Get him yeah. off. Yeah. 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 You would vote me off Survivor Island for sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't trust you. Holiday. <laughs> I'm Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stu. That was a very kind email. And if there's any... Voicemail. You know, or sorry, yeah, voicemail. Any howlers that would be interested in that, Yeah. hit up our friends, too. You heard the info. Canada. I'd like to go to Canada. All Sleep right. We inside. got one more <laughs> voicemail. Hello, howlers. This is Cassie with two tidbits for you this week. The first one I'm going to call Let's Talk Mythology Part 1 because there's more mythology talk to follow in the next couple weeks. A lot of fun stuff to kind of analyze. This one goes back to last week on Operation Polyphemus. Ben said that the name of the giant um, was Polyphemus and he described the myth, but mentioned that he didn't see how it related to the operation. So I just wanted to share my take. So in my take, Mars is the giant that, of course, must fall, and Phobos is its eye. Odysseus and the crew blinded the giant with a sharpened wooden stake, just as Lysander spears Phobos, first with his destroyers, and then with his quadras. Now, switch to Mustang playing the role of Odysseus, and she's trying to escape the nucleus. Um, she and her guards use not sheep, but shit, they gain their freedom. The Mustang redemption, if you will. My second tidbit, um, I'll call Ben's holiday tinfoil advocate. I don't really believe it. 
but um, I can see how something could be there if you turn your head sideways and squint a little bit. So here's the evidence from this chunk of the book. So in Dark Age, Ronald T. Flavinius kneels before Lysander and laments how the Praetorians failed House Loom after the fall, and he seeks to gain the Praetorians' honor. But even as Alun is looking to reunite the empire and heal the society, and even as Algrimus is looking to steal the morning chair away from the blood, he goes and does this, this betrayal, this backstabbing. Similarly, in this chunk of the book, um, while everyone was in the labyrinth, Holiday apologizes for failing Mustang in the Day of Red Doves and wants to redeem the guard's honor. What treachery will she commit down the line? I don't know. Also, during their escape, Holiday keeps giving orders that are of no help to Mustang, like she was adding to the chaos. Like, was the dead tranquilizer even a real accident? Lastly, in the medical ward, Holiday who Mustang says is just as popular as she is, refuses to stay in bed and let Mustang earn all the likes and upvotes from the troops by herself. So there's the evidence. It could be something that I personally still like my Lysander son of Atlas theory better. I mean, House Moon and House Rod, one person, who better to unite the realms? That's it for this week. Thanks for letting me babble at y'all. Because lupus, motherfucker. Because lupus. Am I back? Am I all the way back in the conspiracy corner? Oh we my just God. <laughs> <laughs> we're right back where we were. I was like rolling my eyes. Cassie P, come on. We just got him. Cassie did say you have to squint and turn your head sideways so yeah. this was all a long shot i appreciate the efforts cassie thank you i i really loved your breakdown of operation polythemus yes that was well said um also calling in with the tidbits this week way to go cassie and you sound like the sweetest person ever so thank you so much for doing this this reminds me too that a shark bait our other friend cassie messaged me to say that a petard is not a euphemism for a butt. Who knew? <laughs> I was like, I did not know. I didn't claim to know what. I was really shooting from the hip when I you, said that. You said it so confidently. I just yeah. believed you. you know, confidence is half of it most yeah. of the time. Yeah. It is what an explosive. Yeah. And you're just... you like drop your explosive and you're hoisted by your own petard. That was the explanation. I guess I Googled it. Anyways. She thought that was funny. We issue we are issuing a formal apology. For the those petard full, full <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but, you know, doesn't it sound like a butt? I don't know. I didn't know what it was. It sounds like a butt to me. Petard. I still thought I was still focused on the Picard. Picard, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Star Trek. I was like Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, uh, everyone who called and wrote in. Yes, those were some great per usual. Uh Howler mailbags. Aaron, you know what it's time for? What are we into this week? Miles, what are you into this week? All right. So I'm into the Squid Games, the challenge, which mm. is on Netflix. It's like the reality show. Right. Yeah. So 
I am also a Survivor fan, so I'm all into... Are you going to go to Canada? I, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm, I'm a parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do reach out to Miles. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's... So, I'm, I'm, I'm always into these, like, reality TV challenge things, and I love the Squid Games, the show, and so I was curious. I had heard some negative things going into it about just, like, the, the contestants not being happy, so I was a little bit, like, nervous or, like unsure about if I would like it, but I actually really enjoyed it. I think they did a really nice job of some ways staying true to the show and kind of showing people living in that, you know, that world, but then also playing with the fact that they know that all the people on the show have watched, have watched the show. And so they have to like kind of subvert their expectations by, by changing things. And so, and then also just changing things to make it a little bit fairer for everyone and like, they're not murdering people right they're not there's no one no one dies but the best <laughs> for me part of the best part is they all have to act like they died really when, they're yeah. like eh, so they, like, and seeing how people their choices their <laughs> artistic choices in terms of how they want to like die i think is actually pretty entertaining nice so they, they have you know those like gel like capsules for blood yeah and so like when they like when they die they pop and then they have to be like <laughs> like, or like or like maybe they just lean against the wall but other people will like make be much more dramatic about it and so like that's like that that choice is really fun to watch yeah but then yeah i think they it, it's it's it, it's entertaining like the decision the social game aspect which is kind of in the show but i think it's just kind of elevated in other ways i definitely think it's worth checking out there are stories about things like lawsuits so if you want to like look into that a little bit to make sure that you feel like you can you're okay it. supporting it. But when I looked into it afterwards, I felt like some of it seemed a little bit bogus. So I feel, I feel all right recommending it. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah so if you like, if you like that type of stuff, like that type of physical challenge, you know, a reality TV, I definitely would check it out. Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. a good one. Aaron, what are you into? Um, I am into Loki season two. Mm. It was on Disney. And it it wraps up the whole story, uh, no spoilers, but it it was had a lot to do with uh, time traveling back and forth and multiple timelines and stuff. So if you like that stuff and you follow that easily, then uh, you would like it too. I really enjoyed it. I've heard some complaints that it's like confusing mm. it is something you have to like pay attention to yeah you're like what's happening it's, it's done though like it's done okay. yeah so that was like the finale you know i really like tom hiddleston and he's hot and i really like <laughs> owen wilson wow I'll, I'll, wow <laughs> and then the guy from everything everywhere all at once uh ki hui kwan he has a big part in it and there's other great actors as well so uh Great cast. Sounds I, like it was a satisfying conclusion. It was bittersweet. Okay. No spoilers. Go. Yeah. I want to say more, but I'm really bad at like ruining everything. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to stop. That's why you have a podcast. <laughs> yes. Literally ruins, ruins everything. everything. <laughs> full of spoilers. Did that you people's... write that three-star review? <laughs> God damn it. Ben, what are you into this week? I've been watching Gen V on Amazon Prime. and I've I'm been watching it too. Loving it. Did you finally catch up? 
I told Ben I watched almost all of it, and then it like was giving me anxiety, so I stopped watching. It. I'm pretty sure you watched seven out of eight episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's like the only one because we watched on the same account, and uh-huh. the only one that wasn't so watched was eight. Yeah, I got. I don't know. I got nervous. Yeah, I need. I need to check it out. It's really good, especially like if you're into the boys. Like yeah. it's a spinoff of the boys. It's and like after that storyline right it's after season three of the boys and so then it's about these college students basically that are going to like superhero college and they get kind of you know if you're into the boys there's like a lot of conspiracy like capitalism type stuff going on with like vat industries and all that and so it's all tied into that in gen v here and gen v means these are the kids that were like dosed with v to like become super Yes. And so a lot of interesting powers, like they do a really good job of like not doing these same old like superpowers that you see all the time. Even the boys, they do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like very, very interesting stuff. Like I I didn't know anybody in the cast, but they're all like very interesting actors. Yeah. And they're great. um, All like do really well in their role. So I I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to another season of that for sure. Did you like the episode I didn't watch? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the final episode yeah yeah and then like there's some boys stuff that ties in and, like so you'll get some like cameos and stuff so uh, very good very good yeah I, I really i would highly recommend that especially if you like the boys i like boys ben what is coming up next week on Hallerpod? we are finishing part two of Lightbringer, we're reading chapters 32 through 36. It's going to be a, a shorter episode, but they're longer chapters. And then we will be taking a week off for the holidays, some family time. And then we'll be back January 5th after that. Okay, that's the episode. Special thanks to Miles thanks. for coming all the way to Kansas City just to record this. <laughs> Only reason I'm here. And not because of work or anything. Also, thank you for doing all the art yes. and episode art. Special thanks to Nick for the voice work, as always. Incredible. Way to have an accent <laughs> and wield it professionally. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can look at us and Miles. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, X, Facebook, <laughs> at HowlerPod. Send in Howler Mailbag at HowlerPod at gmail.com. Also, if you comment on the YouTube video, I will be better about responding to those on when the episode comes out on Fridays. So if you want to get in there and get in the comments on YouTube, I'll be in there responding to anything. Get on the boards, yeah. yo. Uh, leave a voicemail at 1-800-516-1540 or DM us a video voicemail and we'll we'll show your face on YouTube. If we don't get another goddamn video voicemail some point this season. What? You know, I, I don't know. You're going to... You're the threats person. You're going to go the way of holiday and not be a <laughs> traitor? Okay. Tell a friend about the books. Spread the word. Rate and review us. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only then obviously we will cut off your head and stand on your body and roar and beat her chest yeah like, oh. you're like they should have given us five stars <laughs> yeah. if you're gonna go that's a pretty <laughs> epic way to go so. good way to go <laughs> all right thanks howlers omnisphere lupus oh. <laughs>